Through the website and this presence of the radio on the net, we are discovering reactions from this diaspora of Dembeke who initially could not pick up the radio because they're not in the coverage area. Thanks to new technologies, they are able to intervene. So when you have someone who is in Canada and who intervenes to give their opinion, it's nice to hear. People know that they're followed in Canada, in France, in South Africa. From Bembereke, a rural community in northern Benin, into the rest of the world's ears, through the waves of FM Nansina, a community radio station Sahadu Alizato had long dreamed of establishing in his home region. Today, he helps others create their own community radio stations in many African French-speaking countries. My name is Camille Diao and I am a journalist. For the past few months, I got to talk with reporters, podcasters, news anchors, bloggers and other actors of the media industry around the world. I listened to them at length. They told me about their backgrounds, their inspirations, their battles. I asked them a lot of questions and one thing leading to another Between these men and women from all over the world, I started to see the connections, shared beliefs, ideas, courage, passion. I spoke to 10 different people. They come from Benin, from Yemen, from Myanmar and Egypt, amongst other places. In this podcast series, I want you to hear their voices. You're listening to Correspondance, the podcast of the newsmakers. Episode 10, Saadou Ali Zato. All over the past few days, we've been monitoring social media. And in Correspondance, the podcast of the newsmakers. Saadou Alizato is a 57 years old man and has become an expert in community radio stations. He's a busy man who often travels throughout Africa to offer his advice in media management. Stemming from Bembereke in northern Benin, Saadou Alizato grew up spending all holidays at the village in the farm. His father, who was lucky enough to go to university, had become sort of a local public figure. First a school teacher, then a regional school inspector, and always very much involved in the community. Saadou Alizato inherited a lot from his parents, his sensibility to others, as well as his sense of duty. Everything he has done is out of the will to help, transmit and accompany. He also did a lot out of love for the radio, a passion born while listening to the old family set in the 1960s Benin. 
Everyone came together to listen to the radio because there was the big Grundig set that proudly ran in the living room at home and could receive radio broadcasts from several countries. There were good old shows where the national radio was broadcasted in schools. In each school, children were doing song recitals and it was very important because it's a dream for each of them. They pray that their turn comes and that they also have the opportunity to speak on the radio. And with the teenagers, we listened to Africa Number no. 1. The voice of America was Roger Guy Follier, Jean-Luc Ollinet. The show at 9pm that absolutely shouldn't be missed where we would play songs of the moment with all kinds of dedications. Africa number one on the air. Anyway, there were also new and very interesting shows from RFI. But for us, it was more shows by Dad. Because it was him who was always tuned into French channels to listen to the news. We were interested in something more playful. Afrique Soir sur RFI. On a été obligé de faire des pieds des mains. We had to work hard on Dad so that he could find us a little job, a little job that allowed us to have our own show, so that we could still be among young people. De nous retrouver entre jeunes. And it was something we dreamed about. The radio was the first link between populations. Entre les populations. I finished my university studies in 1986 in Nigeria. I did 10 years in the Ivory Coast as a mathematics and physics teacher. I came back in 1996 and on my return I began to collaborate with an ONG which was the Kilimanjaro Institute. We went regularly across different regions of Benin to study and make reports. The sociology studies across Benin allowed me to discover the realities on the ground. You realize that not only have you been lucky, but that the dispensaries are huge in the country. There was a lot of suffering and a lot of hardship for both of you. Whether that was on an educational level or health, access to clean drinking water, sanitation, everything there is. So this suffering of the population, I must admit that being exposed to this throughout my travels in the country, this made a great impression on me and showed me that it was very necessary that everyone can do what they can to contribute to the improvement of these living conditions of their peers, make them a little happier, and that they themselves are also a little happier.
At the time, the Kilimanjaro Institute worked with the five local rural radios that had been put in place with the support of national radios. So what we found at the Kilimanjaro Institute is that their loyalty was much more in line with their original mission, that is, the ORTB that towards the population in which they found themselves, and this inadequacy had led the Kilimanjaro Institute to design a new model of community radio, created by the communities, run by the communities, and with staff recruited from within the community, to keep up to the level of director. And I must admit that from this moment, I began to realize that a similar radio station existed at home because I was imagining what more that this could bring. This concept of a totally autonomous radio, which was not directly linked to an institution, was something new in Benin. And it was from this realization that five community radio stations in Benin were planned to be set up. You had to look a little at these places and where these radios were most likely to thrive. And there was a call for communities interested in radio to come forward and I admit that at the time I took the opportunity to try to mobilize at home so that very quickly we could get organized and apply. So, it was in 1997, as soon as I was informed of the project, I made the decision to go home, to Dumbeleke, to the village. The first person in which I thought of was my father, who was the president of the coordination of the students' parents and the president of the community of elders. His reaction was immediate. He told me that it was a very, very, very good opportunity, even more important than I could have thought. He immediately called one of his friends, a neighbor who is the president of the Pool community and the president of the women's associations, the sub-prefectural union of cotton producers. So all of them were very interested. And after that moment, we decided to shoot in the big towns of the commune and in the neighboring communes to explain to them a little of what it was about, what advantages they can get from it. I made them understand what a call for applications is. They would take the best cases and if we did the necessary work, if we mobilized and if we got the information across, that this could be something feasible. And it was in these conditions that a feasibility study was conducted by the Swiss cooperation. And at the end of the study, Bembereki was selected with four other places, Basila, Ketu, Posotome, and then Chetty, to benefit from radio. And it was in these conditions that in June 1999, the radio began to broadcast. FM 
The radio was called Nosina FM. Nosina, which means understanding in Bariba. So about 40 local correspondents from Radio Nasina across seven communities were covered and these 40 local correspondents allowed the radio to have news available on everything that happens in its proximity and to do the maximum so that the local news was above 40%, completed by the national news, the regional news and the international news. Merci de choisir les fréquences de la chaîne communauté FM Nocina cette soirée du lundi 16 novembre, très exactement 18h, passé de 3 minutes dans l'ensemble des locaux de la maison. Bienvenue au journal. Once a week, there were two new radio stations starting up, and generally, it is by invitation from the villages. At the beginning, it was the radio that decided, but many villages are increasingly asking the radio to send teams, and on this occasion, when the radio team arrives, there is a broadcast in public, in the village square on a given theme. But we also make the most of it, so that all the other shows are made. Cooking shows, shows featuring groups of women, craftspeople, at producer level, shows about health, shows on citizenship and so on. The village is always in the spotlight. Since on this occasion the traditional dances, songs, orchestras, it's also the opportunity to be recorded live and that these sounds can enrich the media library of the radio. The radio avoids having a political stance, even though it gives the floor to elected representatives. They have time slots to give information, but also to explain themselves, since the radio has its programmes where it collects the questions and concerns of the listeners that it synthesizes and transmits to the authorities in order to be able to give explanations to the population. Francis Cotobia, président de Béquet Football Club, bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur le journaliste. Je tiens à vous remercier et à travers vous, tous les responsables de radio, nous sommes dans la fin de l'Amérique, pour l'effort que vous nous cessez de déployer pour euh, éclairer au maximum les, les populations de, qui sont à l'écoute. So, it's a radio that tries to play its role as a link between the populations and the local authorities and thus participate in the improvement of local governance. The radio, by virtue of the way it operates, has always been careful to maintain its community character. There are fundraising events that are carried out by the radio when there is a certain number of investments to be made. Everyone contributes. According to the principle of solidarity, in Africa, everyone contributes to the height of their true capacities. While someone contributes 500 CFA francs, there are others who will give 5,000 CFA francs, 10,000 CFA francs, 200,000. It's because the radio has a neutral exposure. 
if the radio was stamped close to a political group, ended the neutrality of the radio and therefore the support of all this. We remind ourselves often that we can have a politician which comes to give a generator, buys a material for the orchestra of the place, or even who comes to offer balloons and jerseys to attempt to obtain a support from the group. But on a radio level, that doesn't work. So we have put in place a strategy so that all those who give, we will inform the population of what they have given and when they have given. So when someone comes to offer two bikes to the radio station to facilitate the transport of reporters, the report is done. And we officially thank this reporter at the end of the report to the audience. And if his opponent comes to offer a generator on the radio, we take the generator. We meet the politician who gives it to us, but as they are not the only ones to give it, because the radio is independent. The radio is all the more independent because there are many who are not politicians and who donate significant amounts. Nocina Radio's 20th birthday, I admit that in Bembeke, I always stayed a little out of the way because there's an elected board of directors, there's a staff that does a very, very good job, every day, on motorcycles, running back and forth. I think more than anything else, it's their party at that time. For us, who are at the heart of this radio's history, we look at each other, we smile at each other, and we know very well that we're doing a good job. In 20 years, the radio is becoming more and more a part of the landscape, and that's something no one can take away from us. Currently, after taking up the challenge of the Facebook page that works very well, the website and this presence of the radio on the net, we are discovering reactions from this diaspora of Dembeke who initially could not pick up the radio because they're not in the coverage area. Thanks to new technologies, they are able to intervene. You have the experience of what they call morning chats, where there is a small controversial topic that is published, a little bit funny, in a slightly humorous form, and people intervene a little bit to give their opinion. So when you have someone who is in Canada and who intervenes to give their opinion, it's nice to hear. People know that they're followed in Canada, in France, in South Africa. Uh-huh. 
Comment faire pour que cette diaspora soit plus satisfaite How to make this diaspora more satisfied with the way radio works Today we are working on the need to develop this service to the community which involves strengthening the website but also developing an application to allow people to listen to the radio at any time and why not this component comes at an important time because by anticipating and preparing to communicate with its diaspora it will make the radio even in space in the aspect of digital will remain a radio that will have its community which instead of atrophying will be strengthened and homogenized Today, I have, to my credit, more than 10 countries of Africa. That's nearly 150 radios that I'm accompanying, that I coached in all of Africa. So we accompany one another. We enrich each other mutually. So this adventure is continuing. And we are developing more and more. And I play the role of facilitator and share good practices between different radios and between different countries. The first element is to get radio managers to know their role and to play it effectively. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of radios where people are members of the management committee and that's all. They don't bring anything more to the radio. They don't really play a role for the radio and the staff is left to its own devices. And there is this challenge to take up, which can be done by training elected officials on their role, by accompanying these elected officials and by setting up a procedure. The other element is also transparency. Transparency in the management of the radio's funds is extremely important. And this neutrality, which reinforces the legitimacy of radio, radio is more and more legitimate. And people trust radio actors. They know that it's these actors who work for the radio. This poses the problem of the editorial positioning of the radio. The radio needs to have a clear editorial positioning. These are the values defended by the radio. Radio has positions to take. There is the link with the community. The community must be respected. The radio works for the community. And the radio must be able to give itself the means to reach out to the communities. A community radio station that stays and produces all its programs in its studio is not working. It doesn't work. Programs must be produced in the field. It's expensive. It's true, but it's worth it. And it's extremely important for those in charge to be able to respect these principles. Taking the community into account, the involvement and training of elected officials, the editorial line, the neutrality of the radio, transparency in its management and operations, and a real nod to all those marginalized layers of the new coverage who must become prime targets for the radio. 
so that they too can have access to the microphone. In 2019, FM Nancina celebrated its 20th anniversary over a two-days festival that took place in Bembereke. Saradu recalls it as an amazing moment of communion between the radio staff and the listeners. Today, Saadou Alizato travels a lot to share his methods, his managerial expertise, and to help local radios reach their full community potential. Because that's where the essence of radio lies in. It is a craft, easily set up and quick to manage. It is an egalitarian media made for everyone to use. Radio waves are joyful, they make voices heard and connect people to each other. You have just finished listening to the 10th and last episode of Correspondance, the podcast of the newsmakers. Correspondance is a series brought to you by CFI, the French Media Development Agency. Many thanks to Shaima Adel, Nibras Almamouri, Ahmed Baider, Anne-Marie Befoun, Anderson Diedry, Heng Din, Alia Ibrahim, Inusa Maiga, A.A. Zin and Saadou Alizato for finding the time in their eventful lives to talk to me and let me share their stories with you. If you just discovered this podcast, please note that there is a total of 10 episodes available on every podcast platform. It's your turn now to listen and look for the correspondence.